Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com or download our free Living Truth app. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapters 12 through 14 called, If a Man Dies, Will He Live Again? Paul reached into the book of Job, it would appear, using the same language, I know this will turn out for my salvation. So Job goes on in 13, 17. He says, listen carefully to my speech. Let my declaration fill your ears, 13, 18. Behold, now I've prepared my case. I know that I will be vindicated, confidence. Who will contend with me? For then I would be silent and die. Job has considered his approach carefully, but he believes he'll be vindicated in the end. He's a believer, and so he must come to God. But he says, only two things do not do to me, or grant me these two things, then I will not hide from your face. Remove thy hand from me, and let not the dread of thee terrify me. Please, Lord, lift your hand. Please, Lord, lift your dread. Now, God has allowed this, but God's not the one doing it to Job. Satan is, right? But Job doesn't know that. So Job is saying, Lord, please lift your hand. I don't want to be terrified of you anymore. You're my hope. Then call and I will answer or let me speak and then reply to me. Lord, like Esther of old who came before King Xerxes, would you extend the scepter of grace to me? I'm going to come and I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I'm going to ask you for grace. How many are my iniquities and sins? Make known to me my rebellion and my sin. Lord, what did I do? Why dost thou hide thy face and consider me thine enemy? 25, wilt thou cause a driven leaf to tremble? Or wilt thou pursue the dry chaff? That's what I feel like. For thou dost write bitter things against me, dost make me to inherit the iniquities of my youth. You might want to mark that because if a lot of us inherited the iniquities of our youth, we'd be in deep trouble. Those of you who came to Jesus Christ later in life probably have a long list of silly things you did in your youth. Can I get a witness? I, we don't need confessions right now, but I think you all can relate to this. And I'll speak for myself. I did so many stupid things between the ages of about 13 and 20. Times when I put my life right on the edge. Times when, but for the grace of God, I probably should be dead. Times when I risked Everything for a stupid moment of fun, so-called fun. And if the Lord paid me back for the sins of my youth, (laughs) I'm in trouble. I'm so glad that God says I'm a God of redemption. He can even use your dumb mistakes to teach you big lessons. He says, you put my feet in the stocks, 27. You watch all my past. I feel like I'm a trapped man in the stocks, I feel like I'm a, in a prisoner camp doing work outside with those uh, police officers on horseback with guns pointed at me. You set a limit for the soles of my feet while I'm decaying like a rotten thing. My body is a disaster, like a garment that is moth-eaten. Job realizes that the root of the issue is sin, but he just doesn't know what he did. He's been walking with the Lord for a while. He offers sacrifices even for his kids. He's blameless and upright. He's a worshiper of God. He's tried to live his life with integrity. And so he wonders, Lord, are you going back into the list of stuff that I did when I was young? Is that what this is about? 
oh, I'm not sure I can even remember all that. Is, is, what is this about? Help me understand. I feel like a man in public disgrace in the stocks just waiting to die. What did I do? Chapter 14. You guys thought it couldn't be done. You're a miracle-believing people? Is that what I hear? Because I was about to say, oh, ye of little faith, but faith is only as good as the object in which it is placed. So I understand. Joe may be saying something like this. Lord, have you ever been there? I thought I was right with you. How many of you? I thought I was doing all the right things. I've been witnessing to my friends. I've been reading my Bible. I've been praying like I never prayed before. And my life is a disaster. Well, that's because maybe you were watching a channel that said, once you become committed to Christ, everything's gonna be perfect in your life. You'll be healthy and wealthy and everything's gonna be good. Nope. Now, life is good when you're walking with Christ, no doubt. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to have spiritual warfare. It doesn't mean that you're going to be popular with everybody if you're preaching the gospel. Have you noticed? And so Job, in the final section, says, man who is born of a woman is short-lived and full of turmoil. <laughs> Some of you are like, I'm marking that verse. That's mine right there. Like a flower who comes forth and withers, he also flees like a shadow and does not remain. Thou also dost open thine eyes on him and bring him into judgment with thyself. Who can make the clean out of the unclean? No one. Since his days are determined, the number of his months is with thee. His limits thou hast set that he cannot pass. Turn thy gaze from him that he may rest until he fulfills his days like a hired man. If his life is so short, can't you just cut him some slack? Job is saying, look at verse four. Who can make the clean out of the unclean? The answer is no one except God. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. If the blood of Jesus has not been applied to your life, this is just the truth of the gospel, you are still in your sin. And even your righteous deeds, so-called, are filthy rags before God. That's hard, isn't it? Hard for a modern listener to hear that, but here's the truth. No one can make themselves clean before God unless you get washed in the blood of Jesus. The heavy times in this world can be hard. I was reading a commentary this week and the writer said that there was a man who wrote this paragraph and for most of his life, all he knew was war. He was involved in World War II and, and so most of his life, he said he, he cannot remember 30 days of happiness in his whole life because he lived through a world war. Some of us don't realize how good we got it. When a man can reflect on his life and say, I don't even know if I had 30 days of happiness in my life because he had to live during a time of war. He had to do what he had to do. Sometimes heavy, heavy times can seem like the norm and happy times can seem scarce. And the root of all these problems in a sinful, broken world is sin. And so sometimes we say, oh Lord, how long until you come? Job says there's hope for a tree when it's cut down that it will sprout again and its shoots will not fail. Though its roots grow old in the ground and its stump dies in the dry soil. Many of you have seen a tree cut down. You think, man, that tree's finally had it in my backyard. And then you come out a year later and there's some little branches and some little green leaves. And you're like, it's back. The tree has resurrected. And then Job asks, why doesn't man? How can a tree be cut down in the prime of its life and make a comeback 
and I watch person after person, funeral after funeral, of people going into the ground, made in the image of God, and they don't come back. I haven't seen one yet, Job might say. In fact, I buried 10 kids a few months ago, Job might tell you. I held 10 funerals. I don't see my kids coming back. Trees, they come back. But man dies and lies prostrate. Man expires. And where is he? Joe might say, where are my kids? Is there an afterlife? Is there a heaven? Do you know that Jesus, when he was getting ready to die, told the apostles, heaven is my father's house. And in my father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. Heaven is real according to Jesus Christ. Do you believe it? In fact, he said, heaven is my father's house. And there's plenty of space in my father's house. Many dwelling places, many mansions, as the King James puts it. Where are people when they die? Jesus, addressing the Sadducees, says to them, God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You see, even if a man dies, he will live again. How could Jesus say that? Because he says, I don't just teach about the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he dies, he will live. Your loved one who died in Christ is alive. More alive than they've ever been. And they are going to rise. This is the good news. And Job is starting to move towards the resurrection. But first, a few more bummer verses. As water evaporates from the sea, evaporates from the sea, and a river becomes parched and dried up. You've seen that before. You know, one time there was a, a mighty river or a good stream running through a place, and now it's just parched and dried up. So man lies down and does not rise. Until the heavens be no more, he will not awake nor be aroused out of his sleep. Now, some people look at this verse and they say, see, the Bible teaches that people are not resurrected, there's no afterlife, and so forth. No, this is Job at a bummer moment wondering about life and death. And it is true. If Jesus never entered the world and died on the cross, you and I are dead in our sin. It's true. Unless you believe that I am, John 8, 24, Jesus says, you will die in your sin. Without the gospel of Jesus Christ, there's no hope. But Job is going to shift and he's going to say these words, oh, that thou would hide me in Sheol or the grave, that thou wouldst conceal me until thy wrath returns to thee, that thou wouldst set a limit for me and remember me. If a man dies, Will he live again? All the days of my struggle, I will wait until my change comes. If you guys have a ESV or a NIV, it says I will wait until my renewal comes. That word in Hebrew literally means my alternation, my renewal. This is from Ash. Renewal is a lovely word for resurrection, a word that combines newness or renewal with continuity Emphasis, renewal. Even though all the pain Job, through all the pain, Job was convinced that his question would be answered in the affirmative. Job's personal suffering would be behind him one day as he would rise. 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a long-time listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. With continuity, emphasis, renewal. Even though all the pain Job, through all the pain, Job was convinced that his question would be answered in the affirmative. Job's personal suffering would be behind him one day as he would rise. Do you know, I've done so many memorial services and, um, Lots of them have had pictures up at the front of grandma or grandpa, you know, a lot of people who lived a long life and they passed away and you know, their, grand, their children and grandchildren, especially their grandchildren, knew them older. And so there's been many services where there's been a picture of the person who passed away in their younger years and they were like you know, strong and built and their hair was not white and they were handsome or good looking and the grandchildren are sometimes a little thrown by that. They're like, what, the dad, grandpa? No, oh yeah. And the other people around are like, yeah, you, want, you young whippersnapper. Do you see what's gonna happen to you? Words of hope and encouragement to the little ones. Right? Age and time and mileage, it's what happens. But I once was young and strong and spry. And then I had to die. That was a rhyme, I just thought I'd go with it. Anyway, but here's the thing. I don't mean to make light of death, but here's the thing. Do you know that everyone, if that applies to you, if you put a loved one to rest, do you know that when they rise, they're gonna be young and spry and perfect, without sin, without death, probably at the age of 18, in their prime, and it appears that the prime is going to stay and not go the way of the dodo. (laughs) Oh man, it's hard. Because time goes by. How many of you have seen the latest craze, the thing, your app that ages you by 40 years? Anybody want to confess? You know the Ruskies now have a hold of that, right? Does that really even matter? I don't even know. That's what I heard. I meant the Russians. Anyway, how many of you have done the the face app thing? I did not do it. Somebody did it for me. We will not mention their name for political reasons. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Anyway, and they did it, and they showed me the photo. Is this supposed to age you 40 years? I looked at the photo in horror. 
and I am serious when I say that, outright horror and decided I do not want to live another 40 years. How many of you like the comedian Jim Gaffigan? You ever seen Jim? Pretty clean comedian. And he's always talking about donuts and how, you know, people and his doctor and people who love him tell him to stop eating donuts because you're going to die young. It'll probably take several years off your life. And Jim goes, he goes, does that really matter? Have you seen old people? Do you want to live that long? <laughs> Trying to make a case that you should eat your donuts. Anyway, what's my point? I have no idea. No, I'm just kidding. If a man dies, will he live again? Would you write in your Bible? Yes! Jesus says, because I live, John 14, 19, you will live also. That's Jesus. Now, Jesus either is the way, the truth, and the life, or he's not. Amen? And Jesus said, there's a day coming when like what I, what I did with Lazarus, I'm going to call into the tombs and the dead are going to rise because life is in the sun. And some will rise to a resurrection of life and some to a resurrection of condemnation. Write down John 5, 21 through 29. Thou will call, I will answer thee. Thou will long for the work of thy hands one day, like Jesus at the tomb of Lazarus, I know you're going to long for the one you created. I know you'll long for me. I know you'll call me out of the grave, Lord, and I'll come to you because I love you and you love me. Here is the anticipation of the love of our resurrected and resurrecting Savior. For now that thou dost number my steps, thou dost not observe my sin. Job's talking about when it's all said and done. My transgression is sealed up in a bag and thou dost wrap up my iniquity. One day my sin will be in a trash bag. It'll be tightly wrapped up and thrown away. Praise the Lord. One day my sin won't matter anymore. Praise God. But. <laughs> now, just when we thought Job was getting positive, he's going to end with kind of a bummer because remember, he's not at the end of his journey so he keeps going back and forth, but as one writer put it, these are beautiful and final pictures of our sin finally dealt with. A time is coming when Job's sin, your sin, my sin will be dealt with once and for all. It will be sealed in a garbage bag, thrown away, never to be reopened again. This is a wonderful glimpse of the gospel. But, and you may be one of those people always with a yeah, but, Job is there. He says, but the falling mountains crumbles away. Falling mountain crumbles away. The rock moves from its place. Final verses. Water wears away its stones. Its torrents wash away the dust of the earth so that thou dost destroy man's hope. Thou dost forever overpower him and he departs. Thou dost change his appearance and send him away. His sons achieve honor. He's talking about being gone and not being able to see what happens, but he does not know it. Or they become insignificant, but he does not perceive it. But his body pains him. And he mourns only for himself. I want you to turn all the way to 1 Corinthians 15 and we're done. Even though Job ends with kind of a bummer because he's not fully come to the realization of the gospel and who God is, 1 Corinthians 15, we've seen him questioned in doubt. The Bible never sugarcoats questions and doubts. 
But Job is beginning to anchor his hope in the living God and even in the resurrection. He will say later, I know that my Redeemer lives and at the last he will take his stand on the earth even after my skin is destroyed, yet from my flesh I will see God. This is 1 Corinthians 15, beginning in verse 51. I'm just gonna read it and then we're gonna end with worship. Behold, I tell you a mystery, 1 Corinthians 15, 51. We will not all sleep, but we will be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. For this perishable must put on the imperishable and this mortal must put on immortality. But when the, this perishable will have put on the imperishable and this mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. That's what Jesus dealt with. The power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. You've been listening to If a Man Dies, Will He Live Again? Part 3 on Walk in Truth. That was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapters 12 through 14. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, our Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. With our app, you can learn more about Living Truth Christian Fellowship, the church behind Walk in Truth where Michael Lance serves as senior pastor. If you're local to Southern California, the app gives you updates and information about upcoming Bible studies, free events, and services for both you and your kids. If you live outside of Southern California, you can still benefit from our Living Truth app. You can listen or watch Pastor Michael's previous teachings, and you can contact the church if you have any questions or comments. Download the free Living Truth app in your app store. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word before we go. Well, you want to know the bottom line to this question, the answer to Job's question, if a man dies, will he live again? The answer, yes. How do we know? Because Jesus said it. I go and prepare a place for you. Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, to be absent from the body is to be at home with the Lord. Jesus to the thief on the cross, today, not in a thousand years, not, you know, sometime in the unforeseen future. Today, you will be with me in paradise. That thief could do nothing except Lord, say, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today, I tell you the truth, most assuredly, today, you will be with me in paradise. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And that's why Christianity is so exciting because it is a resurrection religion, if I can put it that way. If a man dies, will he live again? If you're in Christ, you're alive. And you're going to be more alive than you've ever been, even after you die. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Though a man dies, he will live again. There's our answer to this dilemma. And look, I want to tell you, if you don't know this for yourself, if you don't know the hope of eternal life, trust 
in the one who is the resurrection and the life. He doesn't just teach about it. He is it. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Do you know him? Cry out to him. Say, Lord Jesus, save me. I want this life that you promise, this abundant life. I turn from my sin and I place my trust in you. He is so faithful to save. And you don't have to have a perfect prayer. But hey, if you need help, with uh, knowing how to walk with the Lord and trust in Him, reach out to us through walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH, especially during business hours, uh, Tuesday through Friday, 9 to 4, 844-48-TRUTH. Hey, just by the way, I want to tell you, I serve a senior pastor at Living Truth Christian Fellowship. Many of you know that, some of you don't. And each week we have a Wednesday midweek service at 7 p.m. at Living Truth in Corona. It's at 1009 Arsenal Way, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. Now, we also live stream this service. So if you can't make it, we'd encourage you to come. But if you can't, you can uh, check it out on our YouTube channel and you can link to that when you go to walkintruth.com. Hey, we're going through the book of Psalms right now on Wednesday night. It's a great blessing. Uh, You can come on out, bring your family, and uh, we would love to meet you on Wednesday nights here at Living Truth. God bless you. This is Pastor Michael. Lord willing, we'll see you right here tomorrow. And don't forget, we've skipped over some of Pastor Michael's teachings in the book of Job, but you can listen or watch those teachings when you download our free Living Truth app, the one with the red logo with the pillars. And join us tomorrow on this station for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Job chapter 15 called Redemptive Suffering. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.